Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Tuesday, January 29th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, new signs that China's flagging economy is taking its toll on global business. The U.S. unveils criminal charges against Huawei, and Theresa May supports an amendment to the so-called Irish backstop in her Brexit deal. Then the FT's Tim Bradshaw tells us what to look for as Apple releases its latest results today. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. The S&P 500 ended lower for the first time in four days on Monday. The benchmark index finished 0.8% lower at 2,643.85. Tech stocks had the biggest declines, down 1.4%. Investors saw fresh signs of the toll China's flagging economy is taking on global businesses. Chipmaker NVIDIA slashed its outlook for fourth quarter revenue by half a billion dollars. The company said it anticipated a slowdown in sales to gamers in China. Industrial bellwether Caterpillar reported quarterly earnings on Monday and also issued disappointing guidance. The maker of industrial machinery said it expected only a modest increase in worldwide sales this year and no growth in China. Shares in both companies fell sharply, with Caterpillar down more than 9% and NVIDIA down nearly 14%. I'm also announcing today a grand jury in New York has returned an indictment alleging 13 additional crimes committed by Huawei, its CFO, its affiliate in Iran, and one of its subsidiaries here in the United States. That's acting U.S. Attorney General Matthew Whitaker. He announced on Monday that the U.S. has filed criminal charges against Chinese telecoms company Huawei. U.S. officials have accused Huawei of corporate theft and violating sanctions against Iran. The criminal activity alleged in this indictment goes back at least 10 years and goes all the way to the top of the company. Mr. Whitaker said the charges relate to two main alleged crimes. The first allegation is that Huawei attempted to steal technology from T-Mobile, one of its American business partners. The second allegation is that Huawei lied to U.S. banks about its ownership of another company that allegedly broke American sanctions against Iran. The announcement comes two months after Huawei's chief financial officer, Meng Wanzhou, was arrested on sanctions-busting charges. She's also facing criminal charges, and Mr. Whitaker said the U.S. is currently seeking her extradition from Canada. The charges could derail trade talks between the U.S. and China, which are set to start this week. Huawei did not respond to the FT's request for a comment on the criminal charges. There are fewer than 60 days to go until the UK is due to leave the EU. And today is another big day for the future of that process. Tonight, the House of Commons will hold a series of Brexit votes, and there's no certainty on how they'll go. Prime Minister Theresa May will table a motion asking MPs to consider a statement she has made setting out her Brexit plans. MPs have put forward many amendments on that motion to be considered. And on Monday night, Mrs. May surprised her cabinet by backing one of them. The amendment she's backing requires her to revisit the terms of the so-called Irish backstop, which is the name given to the Brexit Treaty's guarantee against a hard physical border in Ireland. It includes plans for a temporary customs union. And if NPs within her own party signal they're open to revisiting the backstop, it could prove to EU negotiators that some pro-Brexit NPs are open to compromise. Mrs. May also vowed to hold another vote on Brexit plans by mid-February. That would give pro-European MPs another chance to vote against a no-deal Brexit. But it also means Mrs. May would be left with almost no time for a revised plan if she's defeated. 
And here's a closer look at a story we're following today. Apple investors are braced for more bad news today. The iPhone maker is set to report its latest quarterly results, and analysts are warning that the drop-off in iPhone sales last year could continue through 2019. The FT's global tech correspondent, Tim Bradshaw, is here to tell us what we can expect. Well, the mood initially when Apple gave a revenue warning at the beginning of January was one of panic. This is remarkable what Apple has done. I mean, fundamentally, in my opinion, it's the darkest day for Cook in the modern iPhone era. People had been expecting that there would be some kind of iPhone slowdown in the last three months of December. But as recently as the beginning of November, Apple had been insisting that things would still be okay, despite storm clouds gathering, particularly in China. And then it suddenly reversed course. On January the 2nd, we had a letter from Tim Cook, Apple's chief executive, saying, that actually things were deteriorating very quickly and that instead of revenue growth of potentially up 5%, it was looking at a revenue decline of around 5%. For years now, Apple has relied on the devices for much of its profits, but demand is dropping. So really quite a sharp turnaround in Apple's fortunes and and Apple really blamed that on China and the US-China trade war hitting consumer confidence there. Our shortfall is uh, over 100% from iPhone and it's primarily in greater China. So let's talk about China. What is happening there specifically that's worrying investors? So I think there's a few dynamics, and some of them are what Apple would like to acknowledge, and, and some of them are not. The sort of macro trends, the macroeconomic trends have been echoed by other companies since Apple's warning that Chinese spending has indeed slowed down. And that's a huge problem, particularly for smartphone makers like Apple, because this is the world's largest mobile market. What Apple hasn't talked about so much is the competitive dynamics there. We've seen a huge resurgence of local players like Huawei. Huawei, Oppo, Vivo, Xiaomi, that are all local Chinese smartphone makers that are selling to local Chinese consumers. And particularly at a time of US-China trade tensions, I think there's perhaps an element of patriotism feeding in here, as well as just people not upgrading their phones, which is seen as a more of a global problem overall. And Apple has become somewhat of an indicator for global growth. Can you talk about why that is? Well, it was the world's most valuable company until a few months ago. Um, it isn't anymore in part because of the recent warnings, and it's it's now ranking, I think, fourth. But it is still the world's most profitable company. It's likely to report record earnings again tonight. And it's one of the few tech companies from the US that operates globally, because although Alphabet, Amazon, Microsoft all get revenues from around the world, nobody quite sort of sells to consumers in China at the scale that Apple does, and indeed many US internet companies are locked out of the market there altogether. So the smartphone now is such a ubiquitous essential item for people, especially in uh, developed markets. They're really a barometer for you know whether people are feeling like they want to upgrade to the latest model. And what has Apple CEO Tim Cook said about Apple's expected performance this year? So they've actually not said very much about what's going to happen beyond the end of December, which is what people will be looking out for tonight. It'll be the first time that we've heard guidance for 
the current quarter that we're in, ending in March. But more generally, Tim Cook has tried to point to other parts of the business that aren't the iPhone to sort of prove that the world is not ending. The services business, which includes things like Apple Music and iCloud and the App Store, is still growing pretty quickly. Wearables like AirPods, headphones and uh, Apple Watch are also growing pretty well. And there was a new slate of Macs and iPads that came out at raised prices at the end of last year, which should also help to kind of counterbalance some of the weakness in iPhone. But the iPhone is still two thirds of Apple's revenues and by far its most important product, because if people don't buy iPhones, then they won't be buying Apple Music and apps in greater numbers as well. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following a big day in U.S. earnings. Lockheed Martin, Verizon, eBay, and Pfizer are all set to report. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.